What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Blueprint Podcast brought to you by the Ivy League Business Group. Feel free to follow us on Instagram at ivyleague.bg. That's I-V-Y-L-E-A-G-U-E.bg. Also, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. And take the time to leave a review as well. Thanks again for tuning in and welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am your host, Quentin Hendry, joined by Isaac Mitchell, Alice Kilgore, and we have a special guest with us today, Ms. Rochelle Vons, and we are the Blueprint Podcast, providing diverse perspectives from young professionals surrounding all things culture, business, and self-elevation. Before we get started, God is the greatest always and forever. Let us not lose sight of that as we continue to elevate ourselves and help elevate the people who are in need. Rochelle, good morning, love. Good morning, good morning. Good morning, good morning. Good morning, good morning. How, how are you doing this morning? I'm good. I'm fresh off of a flight, so mm. things are good. I made it safely. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Well, just, you know, kind of start off by telling us about yourself, um, where you're from, what year did you graduate, Southern Poo, and uh, what your occupation? <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> okay, awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Rochelle Vons. I attended Southern University in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm born and raised from Houston, Texas, but I wanted to get away. I danced at Southern on the Golden Blues dance team. I also pledged Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. I attended Southern 2009 through 2013. And upon graduating, I moved back home to Houston. I've been since, and I attended grad school at Texas Southern University, where I received my master's in business administration. And now I'm currently working. I work in the oil and gas industry um, at an engineering company. That's my main job. But my side hustle, what I have like a passion (laughs) for is planning. I throw events. I'm an event curator here in Houston. Mm. I started doing Am I talking tonight? No, 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 go ahead. No, no, you don't. I started doing event um, curating about 2019 here in Houston. So back in college, I was always known to have like host the best events or like, you know, have the best pre-games, if you want to say. (laughs) Before parties or just like if I threw something, people would come. So I kind of wanted to like, you know, What's the word I want to say? I wanted to just kind of utilize your talents, monetize your talents. I wanted to monetize my talents, and I said, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna just start throwing events. At first, I thought I was gonna be a quote unquote blogger, but I don't have G to always have to like, you know, take pictures and post for Instagram, and Mm -hmm. I don't have time for all of that. Like, I'm gonna post a quality fire picture, but I'm not doing it based on, you know a schedule i just don't have the capacity and the time for that. <laughs> but what i am good at is i can get people in one area and give them an experience that they'll always remember so hey. i started doing my brand r-rated i started doing events 2019 i had a big um, event for homecoming back at southern university for my birthday and it was just a homecoming uh, party at the same time and then i did a collaborative event with a friend of mine whose brand is called 
the Dawn Management. And we had um, Champagne and Waffles back in 2020 in January, where it was a networking event where people were able to come out, um, network, do their vision boards, eat, and just have a good time and meet one another. And then I started promoting for an event called the R-Rated Polo Classic, but the pandemic, unfortunately, had kind of slowed things down, and so I had to put a pause on it. So, you know, I did that. It put me in the place of just, okay, well, let me just work. Let me figure out my next move. But then I realized, okay, Houston is wide open. People wide are- open. <laughs> wide open. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to figure something out. But it was too late to try to have a polo classic event. So I said, you know what? I'm going to do a Halloween event, and I'm going to call it the Nightmare Before the Classic. Long story short, oh, which was lit. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> which, which was supposed to be a, you know, it was ultimately supposed to be at a mansion. Like I actually had a mansion and everything like that, that the part that the event was supposed to be at with the two open bars, exotic dancer, like it was just going to be at a mansion, but things went left with that mansion. And I had to like shift everything. And this put me to the test. I literally had to shift everything I had planned, pay for, like, thank God I didn't distribute out an address, but everything had literally shifted in a month one week before the event it was literally uh-huh. a week before the event and i was like having a, a panic attack in the car i remember i was like what am i gonna do xyz and then i just had to put it <laughs> together and which turned out to be the wildest night ever like mm. it ended up being 500 people there crazy it, i had like i said i had an exotic dancer i had a mm. I, I brought it Right, is that where you got your inspiration from? Yes. <laughs> yes. She, had, she, had, she had a woman in like a woman in the air. I was like, hold on, where am I? Am I hey, that's yeah. how I was at your part. I was like, come on, man. I had the fire. I was yeah. like, oh, Look, bro, she, we thought we was in Dubai. Yeah, <laughs> Dubai, Houston. It was crazy. So that's what kind of gave me like the inspiration. Like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. So now I'm currently planning and promoting which finally came back a year around the sun, the R-rated polo classic. Okay. So this is going to be an event in which people like, it's kind of like how Ike had his super dope brunch, but it's going to mm. be like an event that's steered towards that, where people are going to be in their pastel fashions. Yeah. People are going to be out networking. I'm going to have two mm. open bars. I have a whole bunch of dope surprises that I don't want to just give out just yet, mm-hmm. but it's super dope. The venue is absolutely gorgeous. It's an outdoor vicinity. It opened up four months ago. Okay. And yeah, I mean that's just kind of where I'm at. So planning and working and figuring out wow. my life. Dang. Nice, Ike. You gonna make me come nice. back to Houston? Right? Yeah. No, you should. Hey, I'm right next door to Austin. And I'm in Memphis, but I could tell you, Houston is my second favorite city in the United States. I say come back to 16th. Rochelle, the boy, the boy, the boy, booking flights so fast in Houston. I'm trying to see, I, you need to tell them. Show them my promo no. video. No, nah, we seen, I seen it already. They seen it. I've seen it. Look, we, so I hope look, see y'all there. And Rochelle, I, I definitely want you to dig more into the polo classes that you're putting on. Um, you know, we're going to discuss that and, and, and maybe you can share some tips on to how folks can, you know, possibly put on events and, and you know, what it's, what it's took you to, you know, put on a successful events like you've done. So, we definitely going to jump into that. Um, but, you know, okay. we typically like to start the episode uh, with one thing that kind of challenged us last week. So what's one thing that challenged you? I know you got a lot going on. Um, really appreciate you for jumping on, you know, the podcast fresh off the of flight. Uh, but what's one thing that challenged you last week? 
last week what challenged me i would say um i mean oh this is a good one let me let me think about this <laughs> last week challenge i would say i mean at oh so okay like i said planning this event there's a lot so it it, it the challenges i face on a weekly basis i feel like happens it's like when I have things that are planned for the event and then again, it takes shift and I have to figure things out. So just, um, with, which that's what's kind of challenging me right now. It's okay. just a lot of changes that are happening. Like me just trying to figure out the best way to make this event super big because it's an event that's never been thrown in Houston. So just like figuring out what to add in, what to take out, what, what ways to go about marketing and promoting, you know, so that that's that's always the challenges I faced, especially last week with something that occurred to where I was like, okay, what do I need to do that can increase my sales or that get people talking even more than what they are? So just figuring that out and working through that while balancing an actual nine to five job. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's that's definitely yeah, that's an everyday struggle. Yeah. Life. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it's a lot. All right. What's good, brother? What challenged you last week? Man, I think last week, man, but the thing that kind of like just really challenged me, bro, is uh, my inconsistency, man. I really need to find a way uh just really just tap in more and just like times of like, you know what I'm saying, just in the gym more. Uh, last week, I come myself like, I normally work out maybe three, four times a week. Uh, I did two last week. It was just a, it's just a lot going on, man. So, I mean, there's no excuses. Uh, but I know I, I know I can do better in that, you know what I'm saying? For sure. For sure. Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. Hey, hey, we've been talking about that recurrently. I'm like every week, like trying to find that rhythm, trying to yeah. find like that groove, the that yeah, that yeah, yeah that routine. It's always the, hard. Yeah. Right. Rochelle. In, in a world where everything yeah. changing, like it's so hard to like keep a consistent schedule. Yes, yeah, Rochelle. Man. Look, if you, gonna, you have the key to procrastination, uh, please share. <laughs> And That's a trillion dollar <laughs> idea. Whoever can crack the code. That's everyone's problem. I need no it. Listen, so. I wish I had the key to it because I, I, I be putting myself in situations where I'm like, why did I do this? Like, why am I here again? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Alex, what's good, bro? What challenge you? Man, what's good? Um, man, this past week, uh, what challenged me? Um, probably time management. Uh, having a nine to five and then trying to like set aside time like post work or through even throughout my work day to just kind of like hone in on different stuff different side hustles that I want to like execute on so like just trying to manage just manage my time a little bit more um I know I got this weekly routine of like Saturdays is my days and Sundays is like the first half of it go to God the the next half of it is like Sunday brunch turn up and stuff like that uh so it's just like I'm trying to switch up that routine and be like okay I'm I'm pro I'm approaching 30 next year. So hey, I gotta like hey put some of this stuff to the side and like just start executing on a, a few more things. So man, time management just was a, a big thing that I had I wanted to key on last week and I'm just gonna continue to try to find that routine and find the best way to manage my time a little bit more to um attack and achieve the goals that I want. So um that's pretty much it for me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And one thing that challenged me was um or I'm challenging myself more is to keep God with me throughout the whole day. You know, I'm a man yeah. of God, but it's a difference when someone, you know, kind of 
can irritate you or they can get on your nerves. <laughs> like, am I really am I seeking God in those moments or am I seeking myself? I mean, All right, am, you're am seeking I, it. right? Am, am I just about am I reacting or am I just okay? Let me find God in this situation. How would He handle it and handle it with you know kindness and, and patience and, and grace? So. It's uh, so you know, hard, and, and it's hard. It's hard. So, but in mm. daily, like the daily decisions, you know, what I'm saying, like I said, I keep God at the forefront always. Uh, but those daily decisions, um, you know, making a, a decision at work, uh, making a decision, you know, whether I want to go to the gym or not. You know, what time do I want to <laughs> go to the gym? Okay, what do I need to do? Um, that's going to be. Uh, how can I fully lead my life? through God's lens. And that's, you know, that's what I'm going to challenge myself, continue to challenge myself on. So, oh uh, man. So we go, Michelle, we, we like to t- talk and um, really discuss things that happened uh, last week. And uh, one thing, well, a few things stands out, you know, this time last Sunday, uh, brother Deontay Wright, a 20 year old black man uh, was murdered by Brooklyn Center's police officer, uh, Kimberly Potter uh, mm-hmm. actually served on the pol- police force for 26 years um, and obviously doesn't know the difference between a taser and a handgun. Right. Um, so, yeah. uh, you know, our condolences go out to the Wright family and um, all those who so. are affected and uh, just the black community itself and the Brooklyn Center community. Uh, Brooklyn Center, for folks who may not know, it's a suburb of Minneapolis is about 10 way. It's about actually about 10 minutes from where George Floyd uh, was um, murdered uh, by police. So, uh, Oh, the irony. Yep. The, the irony, man. So just thought the nerve, man, just man. thoughts on, you know, the tragic situation, man. Um, you know, like our brother Chuck, you know, Chuck has uh, uh, had other obligations. Sorry, you weren't able to meet him today, but I'm sure uh, you'll meet him in the future. Cause we, you know, just, off your initial conversation, Rochelle, you you have a lot to 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 share, and uh, we definitely want to have you back on in the future. But oh, uh, thank you. Um, but man, you know, what are y'all thoughts? You know, on what happened? I just it's so much going on in the world to where it gives me anxiety. Man, news to see one thing after another after another it's literally a consistent flow of just like you know you have george floyd trial then you have deontay right that just happened then you have that young man in south carolina that was walking then you have that young hispanic boy in chicago it's just like i just don't understand why these people are becoming cops if they you know fear for their lives and the small and that fear for their life crap is a bunch of bs like that's clear as day you know they it's just they know by shooting an african-american or a brown human being there's nothing not gonna happen you know they're gonna find a way to justify it and what gives what makes me angry is the fact that they be killing people and get paid to go home and chill. Bro, like, home and, and chill. Straight up leave. I'm like, that's wild. Like, no consequences you, whatsoever. Like, like no consequences. You just at killed all. somebody and you at home chilling. Like, it's crazy to me how. And then they start to say, you know, they're being threatened and, you know, they are good people. But it's like, you didn't think about our community and how this person felt. Like, you don't know if this person, like, it's, it's too much. And it's, the privilege, the privilege always kicks in when it when it when the guilt kicks in. Yeah, and so it's it's just it's very it's very frustrating to see 
that happening, like I said, on a consistent basis, that nothing has changed, nothing has about like we're we're doing all this protesting and trying to find, you know, ways in which the black community can stick together and, you know, support one another. But it's like at this point, okay, like for example, they just made the law out here, you know, handguns, anybody mm. can carry. I think that's wild. I'm not a gun person. I mean, I have friends, (laughs) you know, I have friends that have it, that stay with it. I get it, but I'm not that person. But it's like, at this point, you know, it's pros and cons. It's like, well, that's stupid. Like, you you can make that legal, but still marijuana is illegal, but marijuana is not killing people. But then it's kind of like, okay. Welcome to America. I'm like, okay, so, so. I'm like, it's a pro and a con to it. Like, guns, of course, they're dangerous. I, they freak me out. But then at the same time, like, people probably need, like, okay, so what if somebody shoot back at the cop? So how, how what's going to happen to them? They can feel for their life now. Yeah, that'd be my thing. thing. Like, can I feel for my life? Right? Can like, we feel for our life <laughs> shoot back? Like, it, it's too much. That's just my opinion on everything. It's too much. Bro, it's like every week. It's like a it's a recurring cycle every time. Yeah. And then you go on social media, and then you just look in the uh, com. Bro, yeah, if you look bro. in the comments, bro, you be like, then you got so many people justifying. You never know what happened, bro. The simple fact that somebody just lost their life and they didn't pose any kind of direct threat, Correct. didn't have no gun, didn't point no gun at them, nothing. nothing. Just they dude was scared for his life. He's scared from the police anyway, and so he just tried to jump. It's not the right thing to do to jump in your car and like run away from the police, but you got right. a natural fight or flight. It's, 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 it's a natural response, and so some and people I, handled it totally different. And he mm-hmm. handled it by trying to run away from the police. He didn't try to run over the police, but you gonna say taser, taser, like, and bro, that's I, the and that's the thing, like, and that's something else to where. You think the comments on social on Instagram have y'all been on LinkedIn? When people post this, I think it's wild that they're posting things like this on LinkedIn. Oh, but when people oh. post on LinkedIn and I see the you see the oh. face, the picture, the name, I'll be like, Ooh, Oh, I never oh shit. look, I, I had to, I had to <laughs> I'm about to go look into that because I don't even be on LinkedIn <laughs> unless I'm looking for a job. LinkedIn. No, LinkedIn. I had LinkedIn. to unconnect. Politics is crazy. Yes, I had to unconnect with so many folks after the election. So many folks like uh justifying why justifying uh why Trump should have won and he, he was a great president and all this and all this Trump was the funniest president ever. I'm sorry, he was the funniest <laughs> I'm like he was comedy to the yeah, world. Definitely was. Yeah. Definitely. And it been quiet ever since like the world can't even stand right. itself. Like people just making news now because it's just yeah, like he didn't ban from every social media platform there is right now. He didn't ban from Yeah, that. but now nah, I look, I agree with you. Like they, they took it to LinkedIn. They took the dissatisfaction to LinkedIn and then yes. Alex, you meant And that's uh, where people try to get a job. Right. 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 You don't gotta go over here and look, man. We're talking about this. I lean there, you, man. Your your company has so many initiatives to increase black uh professionals within that within your workplace. But you posting about <laughs> you posting. I, I see comments saying, Well, you know, we have to support our blue our blue lives matter. This young man had a had a warrant out. And then it was like, okay, so you saying that's okay for him to die? I, what, who you the CEO of? Who you the right? right. Or what you about know, the dude, the military dude that was in Virginia okay. last week? He was wild. <laughs> like, dude got pepper sprayed in his face by the police. Oh. in Virginia last week. Like, 
you want to respect the blue, or you gonna go with the uh, so that, military? That, that situation actually happened in December. The video uh, just came out right. this week, and they fired the cop. Now they want, now they want to fire the car just because the video was out. That yeah, it's it's wild. It's wild, it's bro. Wild. It's wild. Um, man, but you know, you know, kind of staying in the Midwest area. Another tragic event: um, the mass shooting at the FedEx facility in Indianapolis. Um, you know, late last week, 19-year-old white male by the name of Brandon Hole walked into the FedEx facility in Indianapolis uh, and claimed eight lives, including his own. He shot four people in the parking lot and four people in the building. But you got places like Texas steady passing stupid laws. And my thing is, <laughs> it ain't nobody black doing this. So how y'all call us monsters? We're not going to these places and killing people because we don't care that much to do that. Like, why? Why? And and and, and, the, and I bet you if that dude shot himself, he would have walked out alive. Yeah, absolutely. To the car, he would have got in. He, they probably would have took him to get. Took him Burger King, get him something to eat. He's a good person. He just had a bad day. Right. Oh. He's a good person. He had a bad day. He was going that bad uh, day shit. Uh and still not sitting way sitting well. Y'all, y'all like that's somebody committed suicide at my job um they, about three weeks ago. Like, yes, y'all. The dude, the thing was the dude didn't even work in the building. He worked across from us, but he came to our parking garage, went to the fifth floor, jumped, right? Uh, so yeah, oh, and he wrote a suicide letter, you know, saying you know why he did this apparently he was sick from what i was told because i'm trying to figure this out i'm all up in the security business like what's going on? <laughs> that's one thing why we can't that's one you thing know? you want to get it you want to get the relationships with the security team always right. <laughs> <laughs> they kept saying they didn't want to tell me but i was like oh i'm gonna figure it out so my co-worker who found out told me but anyways you know he was sick he didn't you know what i'm saying he just i guess he just didn't want to go through life or whatever he had it was just a lot for him which i think is wild that you jump off the building. but in my in my head i was like dang that's messed up but then i was like dang why the news not out here because if this was a black person it would have been this crackhead jumped right off the yeah, right you know he was yeah. he was on drugs this and that why nobody out here talking about this like it's yeah. it gets on my nose. well the, the media is selling they're selling racism at all time high right now like they sell it like you know the more they talk about it the more ads they're able to sell the more uh just the conversation increases so um they're selling it so you know it, it all starts with us black people and, and they pitting black people versus white people they always do that so uh but now I, i've never seen it like this like it just it's absurd for sure uh, they try to play us on every cost they can absolutely absolutely um uh, well, we're going we gonna to jump into sports before we uh, jump into the blueprint. Uh, we got Miss Rochelle Vaughn's here with us. Um, but, you know, Brother Ike, I know you see, I know you have been seen. Boy. Steph Curry torched this boy, damn man. NBA. Boy, he was cooking last night, bro. He been cooking for the past 10 games. Right, I about to say for the last two weeks. <laughs> hey, Alex, against y'all team, they, uh, they four-point play with the left hand. Hey, man. <laughs> Hey man, hey. I told you early, bro. I couldn't see y'all. I said, I'm done with <laughs> hey, I was scared Touch all day. You. I was like, bro, the Celtics, don't, hey, don't get in the game, but bro. Well, I feel hey, like but, the hey. gave it up. Boy, hey, your boy Tatum, though. The yeah, boy Tatum, Tatum hey. out last night. Hey. Um, 
I'm liking, I'm liking, I'm liking what I'm seeing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they finally getting the goal. I'm still kind of disappointed in the Celtics as far as not being a, a, a elite team in the East right now, but they are. They, Bro, they putting on some. Jabari Parker was a good yes. pickup. Yeah, pick great up. to go yeah. with 13 points in 11 minutes or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he got, got in the cook yeah, real quick. He he got, he got to work real quick. Uh, but man. Oh. You know, I just wanted to kind of, you know, highlight my boy Steph uh, this morning. Uh, you know, Isaac is public enemy number one when it comes to Steph Curry. So, uh, you know, he he really has been torching the league. Time. I mean, last night, another 40-plus point game, 47 to be exact. And, uh, you know, he's trying to wheel the Warriors to the playoffs, um, and he's doing a great job at it, man. So, But also, you know, <laughs> I'm glad uh, – um, well, I'm sad Chuck isn't on here. I was ready to talk smack to him too. Um, them, them Grizz, <laughs> my Memphis Grizzlies uh, whooped up on the Bulls twice this week, um, so uh, that's always exciting to you know talk my shit again. And free Zay yeah, Levine, I, man. Yeah, yeah Levine. Hey, Levine. Chuck, a be on your head. Talk about free. <laughs> free Zay Levine. Chuck, release the man, dog. Uh, but man, some some other news you know happening with Jackson State football. Uh, Rochelle, I'm, I'm sure you may not care as much about this, but. Um, it's, she better care. <laughs> we don't care about stuff. Uh, Dion, you know, there's been a lot of talk. Uh, you know, Dion had an interview earlier this week, and a reporter asked him a question about is the uh, quarterback competition going to be competitive in the fall? And he was laughing during the segment. Um, not sure exactly what he was laughing about, but a lot of people took that as, uh, you know, him insulting the current quarterbacks and. Um, you know, we actually had one of the starters, Jalen Jones, to um, uh, declare for the transfer portal this week. Um, so what is that? Mean? So basically, he's he wants to transfer. He wants to transfer. Oh. Yeah, he wants to transfer from the university. Um, and uh, Alex, you might have more preview to that. But, you know, that's just the gist, gist of it. Yeah. You know, they, he wants he's not happy or he, he doesn't feel confident in his current role at Jackson State. And so he wants to go somewhere else. To take, to take his somewhere else. I have a question because I know Deion Sanders, he made a major change as, you know, him being who he is, going to an HBCU, yeah. being a football coach. Did, did that, I, from, I'm not going to say from my understanding, but I thought that that was, like, amazing because it's like it'll generate, like, you know, these scouts that go to these NFL games or that's going to these D1 schools and recruiting people, they'll finally be able to see, like, these HBCU students more play. Mm -hmm. But did that happen? Yeah, uh, yeah, well, I, yeah, yeah, it definitely. It was, it was major. It was major um, move. Yeah, it definitely happened. It's just the thing with Dion. He got like a certain culture that comes along with him. Yeah. He has this bravado. He has this out front. Like he's who he is. It's he's naturally world. like that. But he also bringing in a different kind of work ethic to the HBCU rank. So it's just like y'all yeah. ain't gonna just be going through just be going through the motions at practice. Like y'all need to be coming ready to. Every day when you come to practice, you come to practice like you're going to play in the game. And so I, I, my assumption from the outside looking in is just he's coming in and pushing a lot of them players to compete a lot more. And it's not just a walk in the park just because you're at, just because you're at HBCU. You're not no longer going to be able to use that as the excuse of uh, I'm probably not not going to get that many looks. And Dion probably like, nah, you're going to get them looks because I'm here yeah. and you need to play up to their standard every time. And I feel like a, yeah. a, a lot right now, a lot of them players are cracking. They're not being able to uh, hold up to that standard and even if he is I don't know if he's insinuating that his sons are going to have like starting roles come the fall mm -hmm. uh, but if he is then I mean 
me as a football player and a, as a former athlete, like I take that as a I right, bet I'll show you. You, you ain't you yeah. ain't your son's gonna be on the sideline looking to fool if you, if it's enough up to me. So but, right. but all players aren't built like this. Some players just feel like they got it, they had the juice coming out of high school or wherever mm-hmm. they was at, and they feel like they don't have to compete for it. But it's just like, nah, you gonna have to you gonna have to come in and make some noise. And so I yeah. feel like that's all the players need to get their mindset of all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna prove my coach wrong and I'm gonna show him that I'm gonna bust your ass. So yeah. Hey, yo, shout out to that uh, brother Chuck, man. He wasn't here, but he said a comment, I think, on Twitter, just like, you know, Dion's really like, he's a cultural changer. Like, he's not from the stand right. for, you know, mediocrity, you know, within his, within the uh, the organization, the uh, the players, the, the coaching staff. Like, he's just not, he's not built like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or, in order to really, in order to really bring up a, a whole different uh dynasty whole different culture like you have to like break everything yeah. down i like to look yeah i like to look at it as a superstar mindset you know what i'm saying like yeah. Dion coming exactly. in superstar mindset we especially you know when we were in at jackson state you know we were used to them winning but after they you know after we left you know it just kind of went downhill and they're like it's like the mindset changed yeah amongst not only the players yes. but amongst the the, the program the fan base yeah the football yeah. program so Dion coming back in Rejuvenating the the fan base, rejuvenating um, the, uh, the swag all together. Right, this, uh, HBCU all together. Come on, think yeah. about it. We had what four ESPN games, ESPN back to back every back-to-back weekend, every major. weekend. Like literally major, major. You know, it didn't work in our. That's it, amazing. It, it didn't work in our favor as far as winning, but he still, you know, brought that attention to HBCU yeah. football and highlighted, you know, Jackson State football as well. Uh, so you know we're excited. Then he, you think about it, Rochelle Southern got exposure, kicking our ass on on national television. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, can you really? say that again? Say that one more. Hey, 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 we ain't gonna just say uh, it like. Yeah, you heard, you heard it first time all, like, when the recording comes out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Y'all, y'all beat him. Y'all, yeah, y'all, y'all banned then though, but we beat y'all. But yeah. Okay, we're not yeah. gonna do that now. We know Southern has oh. the best band. Like, come hey, on, not, yeah, in Louisiana, yeah, that's about no, it. No, come oh, on, no. y'all. Like, in Louisiana, the oh. band is good too, but oh, Southern is better. Oh, no, we're not even gonna. It's not even up for discussion. Oh. Can yeah, sports okay. talk? Oh, I don't know about that, but look, <laughs> hey, glad you're here. But yeah, it's just um, it's just weird, man. Just the it, the noise go from oh, we're so excited to have Dion now. Dion brings his son in. His son is actually a four-star recruit. Let's not forget about that. You know, although yeah, there's some, I guess, some opinions about out there saying, you know, a lot of celebrity, uh, celebrity athletes, their sons or their their children, um, you know, they automatically get those three and four stars, and and it's just not, it's not given to them as, as someone that's coming up, you know, without a parent who's a celebrity or a former athlete. So. But he's still a four-star recruit. Uh, he still – I was looking at his highlight tape the other day. He still can make the throws, and he'll he'll continue to develop. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. And, I, you know, I hate, you know, folks are transferring from Jackson State because they – I'm not going to say they can't handle the pressure. They just don't want to be a part of the, the product. Yeah. Let's just All, say that. Yeah. Let's, let's just say that. Um, but <clears throat> uh, any other thoughts before we jump into the blue, blueprint, fellas? No, no, no. I'm good. Cool. Uh, so, Rochelle, we got, like I said, we got Miss Rochelle Vaughn here uh, coming to us, sharing her blueprint about Houston event planning, lifestyle routines, and her HBCU experience 
at Southern University. Um, and then I, you know, it was good to hear that you got your master's from Texas Southern too. So you kept everything keeping it in the swag, right? And keeping everything yeah. in the swag and, and the, keeping your education in the HBCU uh, family. So it's great to hear. So, uh, what made you choose Southern? So what made me choose Southern was I knew, for one, I knew I wanted to leave the state of Texas because so my my entire family, my mom, her whole side, my aunties, uncles, everybody's from New Orleans, the Lord Ninth Ward, New Orleans. So New Orleans is always my second home. I love so I was the, I, Yeah, so I always knew about Southern, like, growing up and everything. And then as I got older and was dancing, like, in high school and stuff, of course, I wanted to go to Southern. It was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to go to Southern. I'm going to be a dancer there, like, it's clear as day. And I just wanted to leave because everybody at my high school were, they, everybody attended, you know, when they were applying to colleges and everything, everybody was, like, in the state of Texas. And I'm like, y'all crazy, get away from here. I was ready to leave my parents. I just wanted to just get away. And then my oldest sister and my two older brothers, everybody went away for college as well. They went to school in Louisiana. They went to ULM. That's in Monroe, Louisiana. And that's where my mom went. But I didn't want to go there. I wanted to go to HBCU because I wanted to dance. So going to Southern to dance was my main reason. And then I got there. And it just became the, the time of my life. But what's crazy is I almost transferred. Like, after my freshman year, I was, like, homesick. And I was just like, I don't know if I want to be out here. So I almost transferred to PV. Like, I had went out there, auditioned for their dance team, made it. And then I was like, I don't want to go to PV. It's just too close to home. And I was like, I'm tripping. Like, I was just having a, you know, in my feelings of missing Houston. And yeah, I'm glad I did it. And I made the best choice of life. Yeah, that's a crazy, that's a uh, crazy journey. Just to, like your thought process. To, you have, you had family that went to like ULM, and then, yeah. but you're just so adamant on going to going out of state. But then you almost came back. But yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, no, I I would only come back for the holidays. Um, like of course the holidays, Thanksgiving. Well, really, sometimes I'm Thanksgiving because we had Bayou classes, mm-hmm. so. You know, I would sometimes even just stay or just figure things out that. But holidays, for the most part, in summers, of course, every summer. But other than that, no, I was in Louisiana. Like, my people would come down to see me a lot. Like, they always, they never missed, the like, a big performance when it came to Greek shows or anything or when it came to big performances. If I, they never missed those. So they were always coming down. And then they would just, if they were going in town, they would come spend the night and stuff at my apartment. But other than that, like, I knew I had to yeah, Talk, what are some things that you, you know, learned from your Southern experience and your Texas Southern experience that you kind of um, you use, like as far as your lifestyle routines? Like, was there, you know, certain habits and certain things so, that you did? Yeah. So honestly, attending an HBCU such as Southern University, it taught me more about it teaches you how to survive. Yeah. <laughs> and, and knowing that you are not the statistic. This is college was like the one time and I'm sure you guys could attest to the same thing going to Jackson State. It is the one place, especially in the HBC, you are not the statistics. So you're not going to be looked at like the oddball. Like you're going to find and meet so many like-minded individuals like you. Even if they're not like same like-minded, like you just meet so many different people from your culture, your background. But it's it taught me how to survive because I'm the youngest. So, and I'm the youngest in a stretch of like, my parents had me 10 years later. So I always would be like, Oh, it was a mistake. Uh, you're the last, last. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, how am I 
sister is 39. My brother is 37. My oldest brother is like 40 something. And I'm like, and <laughs> like, come on. And then my parents would be like, we wanted you. Hey, they had to get that old thing back I, one time. Time frame together. I'm like, okay, I was born November 3rd. So I was conceived around Valentine's Day. So I'm like, okay. sorry. <laughs> I'm like, y'all ain't got to expect the to No, it literally told me I survived because, like I said, I was, I mean, just to be very transparent, I was very spoiled. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my freshman year, my parents didn't allow me to have a car, my car down there. And I was just like, I can't believe you guys are doing this. You're ruining my life. <laughs> and, you know, so I just had to just, you know, figure out ways to get around, yeah. hopping rides, catching the bus, and, you know, just figuring things out, which I did. And it's just about, you know, like when this, like when I couldn't make specific decisions or like it's things that I would typically call my parents for until this day. Like I'm always call them. Like I think that's just inevident. Like they're, they're still my emergency contact. Yeah. But just at that age when you're in college and you're so young and it's certain things you're like, you know, oh, I need to call my mom. Oh, I need to call my dad. I don't know what to do. It's like, okay, well, let me try to figure yeah. this out. Let me see what resources are around me to figure it out. Then dealing with financial aid yeah. oh. and just the black... Ooh, oh, they ain't talking about financial aid. <laughs> Look. Financial aid, trifling. Like, just, oh. it was just a mess, but it also had the best thing to be with the food. Living in Louisiana, we had the best yeah. food. Yeah, that's why yeah. I love Louisiana. Yeah. So, oh, their food. So, so our cafeteria... Always. Mondays and Fridays were the known days. Red beans and rice and fried chicken on Mondays, and then catfish and mac and cheese. Wednesdays and Fridays for us. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And oh, Wednesdays were the day because it was pretty Wednesday. Every Wednesday was pretty Wednesday. So everybody just knew to dress up, go to the student union. It was a, yeah, it just, it teaches you a yeah, lot. Absolutely. It taught me more how to survive. Then how yeah. you know what I'm saying? That's a Southern financial aid is so bad, y'all. Like they would never answer the phone. It's like to the point where you like in the summertime at home, like dang, do I just need yep. to go back? Yeah. Home? Exactly. Get it yeah. together and come back. And it would literally be it, me and my and it's so crazy because me and my like group of best friends, like all of us were from it was crazy because it's like I we were Half of us were from Houston, half weren't, but everybody now lives in Houston, but we're all still close-knit to this day. But, like, yeah, we would be on some, like, financial aid, not answering the phone for y'all. They not answer. Man, y'all, let's just link up yeah. in the yard for a day yeah. and go handle our stuff. You know, just hang out for a day or two and go back. Like, it, the fact we got to do all this. Why we yeah. got to do all this? <laughs> you go, because you go to the P- like, PWIs, they cutting every fun check. PWIs the first go in the day or the day right. before classes. Hey, when class starts, you get your you check. Get, right, hey, you HBCU, get your check. Hey, it's homecoming before you get your man. What homecoming? Homecoming. You like, man, y'all playing. Literally, y'all are playing. Literally. But that that itself, it teach it teaches you patience. You know what I'm saying? It what? teaches you yes. how to finesse. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Oh, because <laughs> so, yeah. Like, how I had it, how I had to set it up, I would work all summer, save my money because I knew that refund check wasn't coming until around homecoming. So around like this, the two or three, uh, uh, one or two weeks before homecoming, his that that uh, summer money started to run slim. Hey, be like, gone. Right. <laughs> and, and what was and another thing for me was like my parents, they were like, you know, we don't want you working while you're in school. Okay, cool. So freshman year, I didn't have a job. Then they're like, you know, sophomore year, they was like, you can take your car, but we don't want you working. We're taking care. You know, they, they're my, my mom's main focus was 
You know, like, because I've always have been an involved okay. child in, in activities growing up in school, like always was a part of something. So she knew, okay, I'm away at Southern. So she already know this is a party school. We in Baton Rouge. You got LSU 10 minutes away from us. A hot mess. Okay. <laughs> so sure. you, got, um, you got a top tier white school and a top tier HBCU school in the same city. And it's not like a Houston, Texas mm. city. It's Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Right. Then you got Lafayette that's 45 minutes away. So you got UL down the street. Then you got New Orleans that's 45 minutes away. Oh. You got all these pockets. So it's like she already knew, and then her being from there, she's like, "All right, you got four years to graduate. Like we paying, like my parents paid half. So it's like we paying for this. Don't go down there and slip up. That was always her thing. Do not slip up. So like it would just be like you wouldn't let me work because they want to be focused on school. And then if I'm calling asking for money, you we are not the bank. Okay, honestly, you gotta choose one, right? But I had the best job, y'all. So the first job I had, I worked at, I called it the Krusty Krab. <laughs> the Red Lobster. Okay. I was a there. I hated Krusty it. Okay, I hated it. It, it, was a, it was easy, but it was just like, people don't respect you. They don't respect you. And then they, oh. they don't let people come to know you. They just think you're supposed to hook them up. And it's like, I can't do this. So then my second job was the best job. I was a receptionist at the car dealership after I had started at the one in Houston and just transferred to the one in Baton Rouge. But more it was like, it always worked. My boss just wanted me. I kid you not, guys. Like, her job, her only thing to me was to just come here and to just be pretty and to just speak to people. I'm getting paid $14 an hour in college, y'all working Monday through Friday, like, and she had it to where it was like, you come with my class. I always set my schedule up to where I was always done with classes by mm. one o'clock, like, or 12, 12 30, because I always wanted to just pop out on the studio and just have my, the rest of my day to myself for dance practice or something or step practice. But like, yeah, like, I had to figure things out because I was like, well, you only want to give my parents only want to give me money for like rent, the the necessary things of like, you know, groceries and stuff. And I'm like, well, I want to go shopping. Like there's a party happening. Like, what do you mean? You're not going to give me $50 or something to go to. Like I was that child. It was a mess. So I had to really fend for myself and just like figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I said, you. It come, going to an HBCU, you have to figure certain things out, and I think two of those. Well, you gotta learn how to. But you gotta learn. You gotta learn how to learn life lessons and 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 be patient and really go after what you want. You know that's uh, you know those things that definitely resonate with me when it, when I think of an HBCU experience. So, uh, you know, kind of talk to us about uh, this polo classic you're putting on um, in a couple of <laughs> a couple of weeks. <laughs> Okay, so everything you- like just um, you know what is what is taken as far as uh, you know actual planning. Um, you know, are you dealing with one vendor? Are you dealing with uh, majority? Uh, are you dealing with multiple vendors? Yeah, what's your what's your process? What's your blue what's your blueprint to building out an event like this? Y'all, y'all sometimes. I think to myself, like, I always have a little moment every day where I'm like, I am in over my head, like, and not in a negative way. I just be like, you know, like, I've always said to myself, like, I can do this. Like, I'm good at what I do. I'm good at planning X, Y, and Z. But then when you actually, when I'm actually in that zone of doing everything, I'm like, 
this is a lot like can I really I just start to question myself which is something that I have a bad habit of doing you know and I, you know I, and myself, I, I tell myself I have to work on that because it, it can just become a bad trait at times where I overthink and question myself into that and this event I mean it's a lot um I the way I so the thing is I I, I have these ideas I have these ideas my friends they're the ones that like the people who I work with have been the same people I've been working with since 2019. So technically these are my close friends, right? They believe in me more sometimes than I be believing in myself, but like them, like if I come up with the idea, I have a friend who's my friend. She's my line sister, but she's also a close friend of mine. She, she comes up with the styling idea. You know what I'm saying? Like with looks when it comes to promoting it, because a promotional video I think is the most critical thing because that's what's going to get people mm-hmm. talking and being like oh snap oh snap so I always have her do the styling part for that and even sometimes I'll just throw out with <clears throat> me and my friends my best friend will throw out different ideas when it comes to you know what type of concept are we going to give the people when it comes to something so when it comes to like setting up the project of the you know creativeness of the direction of the video then my videographer He's been my friend since middle school, and he's like hella dope. Like, he's off the chain. He's like working with Koi Ray. Mm. Like, he does all her videos now. Nice. Like, he's sickening. And and then my other best friend, she does hair. She's a hairstyle. So it's just kind of like I have that aspect of that. But then when it comes to like the planning part, so I work with two event managers, and they, you know, one is very pronounced in this industry. And he's very, you know, high on the charts. He's great. So he has a lot of resources that I don't have. And then another classmate turn friend of mine, she does events on the side. That's her side hustle, L events. And so I'll work with her as well. But like most of the time, I'm, you know, between the three of us, a lot of times I'm coming up with like finding resources, like finding different vendors to work with, what I think people would like for food, for sweets, for who's going to be the best DJ to, to bring into this, what type of look and vibe do I want, you know, like making sure I don't over exceed the budget or, you know, what, what am I going to get back? Like, am I going to break even or am I going to, you know, make more than what I, you know, I just, I be it's so much in my head, y'all. I, I wish I can see what's actually going on in my head at the time things be happening. I be having to be like, okay, I need to like chill and just think. But I work with yeah. a lot of different vendors. I do a lot of communicating. It takes, and then I'm old school with this. So I'm not a big known person out here in Houston that, you know, throws events and stuff. Cause I don't want to call myself a party promoter or anything. Cause I'm not. I don't do clubs or. It's know, a curator. Like nice curator. No. Yeah, but do you know there are other big name curators out here in Houston? But the events that they throw be the same cliche boring stuff, like your women empowerment stuff, or your brunches, or your come here to this this bar lounge for this event. Like everything has always been the same to me, and I'm like, people get tired of that. I know I personally get tired of that. I think all this stuff be fake for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> like I just prefer to not wait. I feel like if I'm gonna spend my money on something, I want to spend it on something right. worthwhile, where I can get all my experience. Absolutely, so, yeah. I, I try to yeah. get that experience. So I feel like, like I said, like I'm not trying to toot my own horn. No, toot it. <laughs> my Halloween event was off okay. the chain, and coincidentally, after my Halloween party, 
other people started booking that yeah. same venue, having stuff. Nah, that's fast, and I went, it was nothing. It was nothing in comparison to mine, like nothing at all. So I'm like, oh, okay, but people are not gonna give you your props. Man, listen, man, I'm getting your props. No, that was a late night. I ain't yeah, Isaac, was this, no, the, was this the Halloween? This, that was the one oh, you was at. Okay, okay, all right, okay. Yeah, you was there. Yeah. Oh, you was that? Oh, okay. So, you know, and the thing is, I'm like, <laughs> I told you, I'm like, hey, that boy, hey, that boy being the, that boy being the city, Rochelle, <laughs> more, more than we think. Ain't no, yeah. for sure. I'm trying to tell you the, 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 the polo one, but like, I'm not somebody that looks for validation or looks for people to give me my props. Mm-hmm. Not at all. But it's just like, when you know somebody out here doing right. stuff, You're... Like don't try don't, to don't, don't try to be that person that's like oh uh, your little your little event was cool yeah yeah <laughs> that was your little event what you say what you say okay you know they they yeah so it's like so so like and then this event with this venue like and this this event has never been thrown like I got this idea from are y'all familiar yeah. with yes, the Vogue clicking yes ma'am Hello, we were uh my girl and I we were actually going we put in the um we signed up for the emails and we were waiting for them to let us know when the event would actually be when, but they right. never had it i don't think they're not yet yeah, everything they still like have that slowed down so the real one happens as you know in new york yeah. and la and new york is super dope like people be taking because where it's at in new york you have to like get a ferry or like catch a train like it's like on some it's in some new york like private location yeah, it's like a private location to where you got all these people out there. So, anyways, I was gonna go to the next one. COVID happened, yeah. twenty twenty. I was planning Truth. on going. That's tough. And I always had said when I seen pictures like of previous years, I'm like, yo, this is dope. Yeah. Like, why don't why don't people have things like this in Houston? Like, why they be having the same stuff? Or if people try to do those type of things, they I just feel like people go about it the wrong way. Like, you try to have something like this at Chapman and Kirby or Amelie or you know, these places where people got to pay to get in, then you got to pay for stuff at the bar, and then you got to find somewhere to sit. It's just like, it, it don't even be Yeah, that'd be, that's Houston, that, yeah. That's Houston, that'd be that's my you, thing. That's Houston, that's Houston, though. Yeah, that'd be my thing with events. Like, you make us pay this steep price to actually come to the event, and then we get to the bar, we get our heads busted at the bar because the drinks are like $12 to $15. Yeah, 12, like, so it's like, like, I feel like one price needs to get right. everything you want in that price and that's why it needs to be worth it and so i'm like you know for this event you know like it's never it's never been thrown in houston and i'm like this this i want this event to not only just be great for people to experience and talk about i want it to be an annual thing but i also want it to be that event that one moment where it's like this was what yeah. i needed to do to get to where i'm trying to be because if this can be as successful as i want it to be and generate the buzz and everything, I feel like this could really take me to another level because it's like it for like I keep trying to insinuate, and I insinuate that to people when I'm promoting, like because I do my promoting old school and new. Like because I'm not a big name person, I'm going out like y'all. I'm tired, okay? Like I'm not a party person like this, but like I've been going out a lot of these weekends because I'm trying to talk to people. I'm nah, I ain't gonna lie, Rochelle, you been in the field. I ain't gonna lie to you. I see you. I see you out here, man. You you in the field for sure, for sure. I'm trying. I be talking to people, just introducing myself. Once I get a drink or two in, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna start talking to people. And, I, and I'm glad I have friends that are always down to roll with me and do this. And they be like, you need to go talk. There are people here. Go talk to them. And I just be talking to people. And 
some was crazy as y'all. I'll meet people like last weekend. I met people where they was like, we came to your <laughs> Halloween party. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I'm up here like talking to them. They're like, no, we're coming to this one. And I meet people who just like, I tell them, they're like, oh, okay, we coming because this is something that this this looks like it's it. You know what I'm saying? Some people I can, I have to go more into details with, which I don't mind, but it's just me putting in the groundwork to get to where I'm trying to be. Like, I just went to Atlanta just yesterday because I was like, you know, a few weeks ago, me and my friends, me and my girls, we were drinking and we was like, let's go to Atlanta and promote. Yeah, let's go to Atlanta. Bought a ticket. Hey. No, irresponsible decisions, honestly, sometimes. <laughs> but now, now you handling business, though. That's what. Yeah, so we went. I have people from Southern. My line sisters live out there. Um, Like, homies that's still out there. So everybody who I hit up pulled up on me. We all linked up. We did what needed to be done. I met some of their friends. They friends coming down. They was like, oh, okay, great. We're going to get our tickets. Like, I'm just trying to figure it out. And you know what I'm saying? So... Yeah, I mean, it's a lot, but I feel like eventually it's going to get to the point where I won't have to do this much. Like, I'm still going to do a lot, but I want it to get to a point where it's like, oh, Rochelle. Yeah, when you hit, a, yeah, when you hit that R-rated, you know what time yeah. it is. You know what's up. So this has to be the event. And that's what I try to tell people because I've been hearing complaints, like not from people personally coming to me, but from people that people know when they come to them. And, you know, they'll be like, well, the ticket price, because at first I had the early bird, which was 50. Right now I have my general admission, which is 60. And then I've added tables because I got a lot of inquiries about people wanting to get tables and everything. So I was like, okay, I'll add a few tables because I, the way the venue's set up, I can do this. But like some people were complaining about the price. And I'm like, if you came to my Halloween event, you would know, like, for one, that was only that was my first one. So I kind of like, I ain't gonna say I played myself with the pricing, but like I I show love. You know what I'm saying? I didn't, I wasn't crazy with it. I wasn't trying to do too much. And I was like, okay, I did good. But this time I'm like, with what I'm offering and what I know people are gonna have fun and experience, and you get to dress up. People, I've been hearing people talk about getting their outfits made and they're getting so made. And I'm like, hey. you know what I'm saying? Like, you, hey, that's their talk. That's what you want to hear. Just like Okay, so you know how yep. my events come in. Pay to play. You know you're going to have a good time. You know you're not about to have another event right. like this in Houston. Like, who, like it's just pay to play. And so, and I try to insinuate this is everything you get. You get two open bars. You're going to have different selections of food to choose from. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're going to meet people. People be... I know people who met their booze mm. that weekend, who ran into old booze, who met like other business professionals, like creatives. Like you gonna have a blast. So you pay you pay Absolutely. for the experience. Pay for the experience. So I just yeah. know these lat this lat this next month because I'm in crunch time mode now for real for real like mentally and physically and just with everything on top of this event, my career mm. and just life. I'm about to be thirty this year. I'm just like okay. I see myself going off the grid, but in the most yeah. positive way. <laughs> because it's just a lot. It's a lot, but I'm very humble and appreciative of everything I'm experiencing because I feel like, and prayerfully, it's going to take me to where yeah, it absolutely. needs to be. Absolutely. Well, we for wish you sure, the best for the show. You know, hoping everything goes Thank well. Thank you. And, uh, go, everything executed in your vision. Oh, uh, definitely. Right. If, if it's going to be like the Halloween yeah. joint that yeah. I saw, yeah, that's going to be like. Yes. Okay, so who I came did, to the too. Halloween party? That was Q. Me and Q. 
also y'all had a y'all had i know you was there oh uh, yeah so yeah it was, it was a good time. time you know what i'm saying like yeah that was like my oh, second good. year in a row coming down to houston during halloween weekend so or you know around halloween so oh great yeah that, um we, we yeah. definitely look forward to making that a tradition um and if you do it every year i'm sure i'm gonna that won't be the last event of yours <laughs> well you gotta come to you gotta come next month may 16th if you're not doing Alex, come day. down bro <laughs> Y'all should come down. Hey, 16th, but y'all should, table, but, and y'all should yeah. have a good time. Yeah. Okay. Let me holler at wife. Yeah. Hey, both you know both y'all that. come down. Yeah. Everybody, yes. It's going to be good. I got a dope photographer. Shout out to Ike. I got man, shout out to Oaks, man. It's, yeah, he is. It's about to go up. My videographer going to be there. So it's, okay. it's going to be good. But the yeah. fact that you're using your network, though, like oh, you're using yeah. your network of friends yeah. and they talents to yeah. to to, to throw this together, so it's just easier. Oh, we have our we have our moments, especially me and my videographer, my homework. Yeah, I was gonna ask. Oh, oh, we have our moments because when I'm in when I'm in working mode, I I I can be a diva, and I'm really working on not being like that. You know what I'm saying? Understanding other people's time, but when I'm in crunch time and I'm like, oh nah, like give me this, give me that. I need this done. Like I do it, but. Oh yeah, we have differences, especially me and my videographer. He he that's my dog. He he gonna deliver each time, but I have to stay on him is all I have to <laughs> dog. I'm gonna get somebody. I am done with this. And then I'd be like, who am I kidding? Like absolutely not. I love you to death. Like I would never I'd be telling him, don't leave, because he's literally climbing charts. He he does a lot of rapper videos, like with a lot of artists, but like he's really moving up. And he I remember he had said to me in the car. For the last for the last shoot, he was like, oh, I just need to stop doing promos because this is just I can be doing XYZ. And I was like, Oh, you're not doing it for other people, but yeah, not for me. Not like for not, not for me. Yeah. You yeah. on this yeah. payroll, what you mean? Yeah. So, so yeah, I just I it's easier. I try to stick okay. within people I know and that's and that's good. That's what it's all about. Do. I mean, you know, the more people in your network that you can utilize and really make things happen around, you know, for you and around you, I think the better. You know what I'm saying? That's when you start. Right. And then right. it's a win-win. Yeah. Win. yeah, for sure. Definitely right. Win. So, Rochelle, you know, you, you have a lot going on. You know, you have a nine-to-five. You know, you're a curator. Um, so, what? how do you balance everything? Like, what's your day-to-day look like? Do you wake up at five in the morning? Do you are you sleep by 10? Like, what's that look like? My day-to-day can be different, but I mean, typically on a normal, I get up around 6.45-ish, okay. 7, you know, go to work, um, to the office. And I mean, while I'm doing my real job, I'm also like finding time while I'm at work, if I can, like, who do I need to text back? Who do I need to step out and call? Like on my lunch break, what do I need to do? Um, you know, I try to do little things. And then when I get home, I try to work on that the most. Like after work, I'll go work out. And I, I've i been slipping the last two weeks with a lot of stuff I had going on personally and professionally. So last two weeks, I haven't even been working out. But I'm like, I'm tripping hard. Like I have to get back on it. But typically I'll go work out, come home, you know, try to dive into some R-rated stuff if I have something going on at the time. And I mean, honestly, I'm still trying to figure out how to balance it because I'm I'm tired. Like I I that's one thing about myself that I have to be better with is time management. Because I, I I set the thing is I set reminders on my phone for everything because I'll forget. Like I'll set a reminder to take a call, to follow up with somebody, to do this, to text this person about this, to call this person, to close up. Like Same I have to here. Set, like, forget. 
like I have a calendar I write in, but the reminder, I just need to see it pop up on my phone so I can be like, okay, this is what I need right. to do. You know, like, so I'm still trying to figure out time management and it's a, it's a balance. I honestly like when I'm not having anything to plan because my days are easier, but yeah, I feel like lately that hasn't been happening. Yeah, it is. Which is all good. Is. I'm not complaining. Oh, the beauty in the the beauty in the in the struggle in terms yeah. of like how do you manifest yeah. yourself think, from the journey? When I get, get to the point, like on that level, career wise, with this event and just financially and all that, I'm gonna have to have a manager that can manage these things and tell me like, this is what you have coming up, X, Y, and Z. Like we go fit. Yeah, you know, if it gets to the point where people want to do interviews or people want to meet up for something or somebody wants to talk something about a next event. Like, I just feel like I'm going to need something. So like I, I hear managers. Are yeah, really good absolutely, in that point. absolutely. It's only so much a yeah. Apple notification yeah. reminder can do, you know, like I, I set them up yeah. on my phone as well. The reminders, like I have like 20 of them and uh, you know, you have notifications, oh, yeah. you have no. notifications coming to your phone every minute and it's just things get lost. So, Right, and then you start right. to, you start so tuning them notifications out. Right, you be like, bro, <laughs> right. I need somebody to call me and tell me, hey, bro, right. you need to go do this. Or, yeah. Yeah, you know yeah. you're supposed to be doing this. Like, I need that like uh, a <laughs> weekly call. Like, this is what right. you have coming up this week. Do you have your schedule together to do all of this? Man, and I'm exactly. like, well, I'm gonna get it together now because clearly yeah. I didn't have yeah. it together. Yeah. What piece of advice would you give someone who's looking to explore, you know, curating and event planning? Oh, who am I to really just give advice? <laughs> That's what I mean. Uh, I would say, I mean, just go for it and just know know the direction you're trying to go in. Let me say that because you're not going to catch me throwing no random events that something I typically have done. Like, yes, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get to the smaller bracket of events as well like have the medium small medium size events and not just something that's super huge but I still want to have a tone for each event I have like an experience that's that nobody's doing so I would just say if somebody wants to get into that figure out the direction you want to go with it because if you just do the typical cliche power hours or your mixers or your net like of course, everything is going to involve networking, but I just feel like people are doing it in the same way. Like, it's just the same style, like, events that are happening, which is just really yeah. boring to me and just old tired. So I would just say, figure out a direction that people will want to come to your event. What's going to make somebody want to come to your event? That's just the only thing I say. You just have to know how to market promoted you know so some people have the lesson to not have to go out and talk to people as much and do flyers which is great but if you don't you know you just got to know how are you going to promote this to get people to want to come to your event when you're somebody that nobody knows or probably never heard about or you know they've never heard of your event so you just got to be ready I feel like I say the same pitch to every person mm-hmm. I go up and talk to like it be on point because I just be saying it so much. I have my phone ready to show the promo video. Yeah, my- yeah. hey, Ro- Rochelle, hey, 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 that's what hey. you need. That's what, hey, that's what I you know. Yo, Rochelle, man, hey, you, you really execute on that on um, the promo video for real, for real. Oh, thank you, thank you. My best friend, she came up with that entire concept like the morning of because we have been going back and forth. And hey. I was like, I'm leaving work at twelve. What is the concept? And she texted me. She was like, "Here, this this what we gonna do? We gonna hit each scene." So I was like, "Bet." And I sent it to my videographer, and I told, I printed it out, 
had everybody there at the venue. I was like, here, what we doing? Let's get started. I was like, scene one. I was just getting everybody hey, who, like, who, uh, who chose the, uh, hey, Rochelle, my, my bad for cutting you out. Who chose, you the, who chose the, uh, the music selection for the, for your promo oh, video? I always, I always choose the selection. <laughs> I'm pretty ratchet. That's super, super <laughs> I'm, I'm, like a, I'm like a trap princess. Like, I really love yes. and Thugga and Fugue. Yes, exactly. That, I always <laughs> the music for my promos like i always choose it like my the music sets the tone yeah for sure my my homeboy javi will be like right i'll be like is this is this too good like what you think people gonna hear the the n-word and they'll be like she's just he's like girl ain't nobody worried about that they gonna see a fire video and they're gonna talk okay cool so yeah i always it was a great choice and you said it was that uh I can't remember. It was that stripes like Burberry. Yeah, that's yeah. Like yeah. Super, super that project, Uzi. My future, yeah. Uzi. And that, my yes, that was a good album. I almost mm. put drinking and smoking, but I was that, like, that would have been oh, too. Hey, that, hey, that was a good plan. That was good too. It was good number two for sure. Too. Yes, I almost. Put that. It was funny when we were doing the promo video because we did it on a. Um, it was a thir- a Wednesday or a Thursday. It was a win- it was a Wednesday. We shot that promo, and I left work at twelve. Like the promo shoot started at like three. But the people that own the venue, they were there. They so nice people. They were even they were excited too. Like while my videographer was shooting his shots and the photo person out there, they got their phones out there. Like oh my gosh, we're so excited! Please send us the video when you're done. <laughs> So yeah, it's super cool. I think everybody's gonna love the video. That's awesome. That's time. awesome. Well, you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Miss Rochelle Vaughn's here. Um, you know, the one thing that sticks sticks out to me. You know, you shared uh, know your direction that you're going. Um, so um, I think that's super important as well. And then setting the tone as well for whatever you want to do. I think that's uh-huh. critically important. Mm-hmm. So, um, how can folks get in contact Very. with you? What's your social media handles? So my social media handling is R-rated for Instagram, R-R-A-Y-T-E-D underscore. All of my updates, I follow back to. I'm not one of them people <laughs> unless you like a creep or something, but like, I follow back. <laughs> but that's where all of like my content is and you can keep up to date. I post a lot on my story. My story is majority everything of the event, just like trying to just get, you know, Everything you'll need to know about any event or anything I'm having, I post a lot on my story and or on my page. So for Instagram, that um, I have a website as well where you can reach me at um, if somebody wants to inquire about anything, which is www.rrated.com, R-R-A-Y-T-E-D.com. And I can be reached via email at info at rrated.com. And yeah, I mean, if anybody ever have any questions, concerns, DM me. I typically respond back to most DMs if they're very appropriate and worth my time. But I, DMing me about questions about the event, I'm always gonna respond. Like I'm not gonna unless it's don't don't DM me no stupid question because I'm really gonna look, look at the message and probably put you on my close friends and be like, see this yeah. stuff. I'm about. Like, <laughs> so, for the most part, that's contact me or through my friend Ike. He always hold me down if I have any. No, for sure, for sure. That's my boy. He be healthy. Hey, I like the networking king, but I if you want to know I something about something, holler at I, I need to hit you up on the side too about something. Mm-hmm. That's the You know, last week and say we got the per have the perfect person to uh join us this weekend and uh and uh oh, we jumped on it quick. So, so glad you Yes, I wanted to 
sure I made it because I was like, okay, I need to know. I because I mm-hmm. the way I be flying, like I it just be like I don't know what time my flight was even. So I made sure I got the early flight, and I was like, all right. I saw the email, and I was like ten thirty, and I was still like, yeah. I was like, I can do this. I was like, I'm gonna make it. I made sure because I wanted to do it. I thought it was super dope. I've never been on a podcast, so I'm so appreciative and thankful that you guys wanted hey. to have me on your podcast. No, thank you for thank jumping, you hey. jumping on. Hey, man, thank you, thank you, man. Next time we talk to you, bigger and better. So, uh, all right, so, all right. we're gonna have to get yeah, we're gonna have to talk to her manager next time. She, we go, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna try to, um, contact my manager. He got my schedule. Okay, so this week's question of the week is uh, comes from anonymous. Um, an anonymous person um, and the question is who are the three people who have been who have been the most influential to you um, and I'll just jump in um, you know right. for me it's awesome. my granddad um, really provided structure uh, towards to my life um, then second would definitely have to be Coralis. Um she has taught me how to love and then uh, you know I gotta this is random but I gotta give a big shout out to Laura Jean uh, aka Miss Stewart, um, a, a SGA advisor down in Jackson State. She's really put me in contact with some uh, very, very influential people um, and helped you know prepare my career that way. So, um, who wants to go next? Man, I say for me personally, man, uh, number one would always be my mom. Uh, number two would be my my father, and uh, the last one, probably, man, shout out just really my whole family, uh, especially my grandma. So they definitely keep uh, keep me uplifted and encouraged, you know, day by day. Sure. I would say for, for me, um, my mom, my dad, and my oldest sister, um, they're very influential on the strength of, like, you know, thankfully my parents, I was blessed to be in a two-parent household. And, you know, and I know a lot of African-Americans – in our society don't really have that luxury as much anymore. So I'm thankful to still have that and to still have them around and to just see them and just see like how they've, you know, prospered in their financial wealth and just the, the goals and like the drive to try to instill in myself and my sister and brother. And then just my sister, cause she's always been her own independent, you know, woman. She's married with kids and everything, but she's always owned her own business and her business is thriving. And just, I just like seeing that for, you know, mm-hmm black people so I think that's just super influential and then just me trying to become a better person and just trying to not necessarily lean so much anymore on like you know the conversations you have with your friends and you know your significant other stuff it's just I'm trying to lean more now as I'm getting older on older mm-hmm. people's mindset that's been through it yeah they're the wise ones like clearly I could be in the blind leading the blind, but I need to just start focusing more on other aspects. Awesome. Oh, yeah, they're influential awesome. to me. Thanks for sharing. Alex, what's good? Yeah, yeah. Uh, for myself, uh, probably, of course, number one, probably be my mother. Uh, being a single mother of four, four boys and all of us to to defy the odds, three of us have um, degrees in college and nobody has an, uh, a record. Um, I would say that she's probably the most influential person. Uh, a close follower would probably be my grandfather. Um he definitely molded me into like being a man, told me everything about what it is to be a man and what it is to take ownership of everything that you do. Um, so I think that's a that's probably the most vital piece um, that I probably ever learned is just being accountable for yourself. And then lastly, it'd probably be, I don't know, uh, it'll probably be in between my wife, Dominique, and all of my uh, like female cousins that I grew up with, like all of them. Um, between my wife and them, they just taught me how to, um, 
I guess look at the softer side of of people um, as a as a black man. It's so easy to kind of get caught up in the bravado of what it is to be a man and being overly tough. But like those those female influences kind of gives you that 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 healthy balance that you need. Um, yeah. And so even and so even now, like they always like check me on like, hey, you you doing what you're supposed to do like you 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 holding things in the road you you being respectable respectable and uh, responsible to those around you so um, they again it kind of all goes back to accountability so like all three of those um, groups of people uh, probably say been the most influential to me so for sure for sure well man thank y'all for sharing um and rochelle we're going to close out with the with the message from you it can be related to anything um that you want as long as right. you don't say nothing about Southern, we good. Oh, y'all can say this. The, the mm. I hate, as we would say. <laughs> we hate, like, uh, we hate. We hate. It's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. Oh, yeah. Hopefully they bring back, like, actual football and homecoming and tailgating and all that because I know like, yeah, yeah, the people want it so man yeah absolutely I miss it but I guess for me to close out and end it um I would just say woo as life for me as you know I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one that be feeling like I'm going through a quarter life crisis <laughs> for real so much that I still feel like I haven't accomplished yet that I'm still trying to do and so I guess I would say my concept is just try to master your mind into being into being as positive as possible. Like train your thoughts. That's something that I'm currently, you know, working on and practicing and just trying to not overthink things and everything of that sort. So just try to be the best version of you. And everybody's still working on themselves. So nobody is just perfect or nobody has it figured out even if they say they do their lying because they do not have it figured out. And so, yeah, just try to continue being great, keep God first in everything. And I know that's something that I definitely have to do better with, which is praying more and just getting him and just being more clear with my prayers so my blessings can rain upon me. And just, yeah, just trying to be the best you can be while ordering and guiding your steps in his path. So that's, that's awesome, man. Awesome. No, that's, that's great. Uh, master so, your mind. So. Master he your mind. Down. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Well, if ho- all hearts are clear, um, now before we jump off, be sure to follow us on Instagram at ivyleague.bg. That's ivyleague.bg. And subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all other podcast pl- platforms. We are on it. Um, at um, the Blueprint Podcast. So, if nothing else, we appreciate it. Thanks, thanks again, Rochelle. Thanks Good again, morning. Rochelle. Thank you, no Rochelle. Thank, thank you again, man. Thank y'all so much. I look forward to hopefully seeing everybody on May 16th in their pastel. Looking yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Many blessings yes, and prosperity to you. Have a good one. Bye.